This is Jones Financial Talk with Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Nick provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Jones Financial Talk with your host, Nick Jones. Well, hello and welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. My name is Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Listeners, if you'd like more information about what you hear on our show today, please give us a call at 541-773-9567 or visit us online at jonesfinancialtalk.com. And as always, when you're on our website, click on the radio page to check out all of our past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with any questions or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. Now, I was recently talking to a client who just retired, and they made a list of all the things that they wanted to do first in the few months since retiring, taking trips, seeing family, exercising, and then cleaning their garage. (laughs) They told me about all the boxes and boxes of stuff that they had, all the old furniture that was pushed against the wall and covered in cobwebs. They told me about the National Geographic magazines from the 1980s that they had and all the eight track tapes from bands that you and I probably wouldn't publicly admit that we ever liked. Uh, <laughs> Abba, <laughs> you know, the village people. <laughs> oh I, know, my gosh, I know so you. many. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, and so that just got me thinking um, that I believe that retirement is about simplifying your life so that you have fewer responsibilities and more fun. And but for many of, uh, of my clients, you know, all of that junk just kind of gets in the way and um, is far from simplifying um, your life at this point. And so accordingly, uh, we're going to talk today uh, about simplifying your life in, in a way that you're going to be able to enjoy your retirement more. Uh, but before we do, let me bring in my co-host, uh, Tony Shore. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. And I'm just picturing you listening to that Chuck Mangione eight track tape. Uh, <laughs> all those great uh, Pablo Cruz. I can picture some of your late seventies eight tracks. Uh, like you said, you were what five, so or early eighties. Early eighties. You 80s. might have had more than more than me for Bachman, sure. Bachman Turner Overdrive. All right. Uh, well, that sounds good. I mean, you you, you sold me on uh, you know eBay and the shipping costs uh, would be enormous if you had to eBay me. I only travel first class, buddy. So, uh, but I'm fired up for this one. Sounds like a great one. Simplify your life. Uh, you know, and you say simplify your life to enjoy retirement, but I think this is going to apply to anyone and everyone out there, uh, regardless of uh, how old you are, but especially as you get ready for retirement. Uh, I've had a great week, Nick. Uh, been looking forward to hanging out with you once again this week on the show. How have you been? Happy to do things indoors like this radio show with you, Tony. Um, it's been very, very smoky in the Rogue Valley. And so yeah. tough to get out, tough to get yeah. out, to be honest. Yeah, it is. And uh, that smoke and just uh, everything going on. I mean, if it's the fires in the West, uh, here in the West or out East of the flooding, I mean, there's been a lot going on. And um, one thing that can make us feel better is simplifying our lives. And so uh, I'm fired up for this one, like I said, because 
I like it when you remind people that enjoying retirement is about more than the money, right? Well, ex- exactly. And, you know, as as a financial services professional, my primary focus is ensuring that my clients have the strategy that they need to help build the, you know, their preferred retirement. But I also emphasize that they need to consider retirement more broadly than just dollars and cents. And so, you know, after my recent client conversations, I kind of landed on this topic today and wanted to reinforce some of the things that I've told some clients recently, um, but also, um, you know, talk about the things that hit me with some new insights that we could share as well. Yeah. And and to me, Nick, it seems like the whole concept of minimalism is getting more and more popular. I mean, there are books, TV shows, uh, all sorts of things now uh, talking about the virtues of ditching some of your stuff, downsizing, uh, weeding out. Uh, you know, uh, what's the first thing that you would suggest? Yeah, I mean, I would I would start by saying that you should begin the process by just asking yourself how your life would be easier with fewer possessions, like you just mentioned, and. You know, imagine moving into a smaller home or making your current home easier to maintain. Uh, Visions of less stuff and fewer chores may be all the motivation you need to begin that decluttering process. And as you begin the process, you should get rid of anything that doesn't add clear value. I mean, if you took up cross-country skiing 15 years ago, but you eventually gave it up, what good are those skis that are sitting in the corner of the garage? And, And what are you doing with those? You know, they're just taking up space. And so... Getting rid of them or, or selling them for a few bucks gets you one step closer to an easier life. Well, and that's where we all want to be, right? Uh, we want to have that easier life, especially as we head toward retirement or in retirement. And decluttering, uh, that's the word I was looking for earlier, decluttering, especially if you're in your 50s or 60s and have decades worth of stuff. Right. Um, <laughs> my wife and I have lived in the same house almost 23 years now. Wow. And uh, it seems like a monumental task when you've lived in one home that long uh, and you have a family of five, you're going to accumulate some junk. Right. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I'm guilty. My hand is raised. You know, I mean, we're not uh, we're not going to be called hoarders or anything, but wow, do we have stuff. And uh, starting out by getting rid of maybe one big thing like skis if the, that you gave as an example, that might be just what you need to find the necessary motivation to keep going and really uh, declutter. Well, exactly. You know, and, and I talk to clients a lot and they tell me about, you know, the their just in case items. Um, and this is a, a very, very easy trap that many people fall into. I mean, oh, yeah. You know, think about this, you know, that couch that that's covered in cobwebs that I mentioned earlier in the show. I mean, chances are it's uh, it's in your garage just in case. Right. And so <laughs> maybe a somebody kid might or, need it. <laughs> right. I mean, maybe a kid or your grandkid will need it down the down the road for their dorm or their first apartment. Um, or maybe you should keep it just in case you can repolster it and resell it. Um, no. But, <laughs> you know, um, one just in case leads to just another. And suddenly Every nook and cranny in your home is filled with just in case junk. And so if you, you know, if you know, you'll never need to kick back on that couch again. I mean, it's just time for it to go. Let's get rid of it. Right. Yeah. I have to be totally honest. I'm, I've been tempted, uh, you know, to send the wife and kids out of town for the weekend and rent a dumpster. And just <laughs> <laughs> they are so easy to fill up. Let me tell Some, you <laughs> sometime when my wife's out of town, she's going to come back and go, wow, you cleaned out the garage. And then 
<laughs> yeah, I did. And then uh, it's it all went in a dumpster. So uh, I don't know if I could get away with that. If she was here, her and the kids will go through things and go, oh, this. Yeah, let's keep this. And then we're right back where we started. But, uh, you know, I think uh, if you're early in retirement, decluttering is important because and if you're a year or two from retirement, why not start the process? I mean, that way, when you've officially retired, all that junk removal work is behind you and <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. I think getting it done sooner rather than later is a plus too, right? Well, yeah. And, you know, m- many people, when they retire, they have more time, obviously, to to look around to do things. But you are exactly right. I mean, if you want to spend your first couple months in retirement uh, just unloading the junk, it just takes a long time, you know. And so, um, I, I mean, another, another really, really... Um, um, hot topic when we're talking about decluttering is photos and paper, um, yeah. you know, because they're just a fact of life. And um, you probably know this, but they go into boxes, kitchen drawers and plastic storage bins until we're practically surrounded by all of it. Yeah, that's where we're at. We have a lot of bins. <laughs> Uh, I mean, all over the and with place. technology nowadays, those things can change because, you know, when, when it comes to photos, I mean, you can just start by getting rid of some of the duplicates or the blurry copies um, and the ones that you want to keep, just scan them and create digital albums. It's just so much easier to have those than, than you know, piles and piles of paper, papers and, and photos laying around everywhere, right? Right, exactly. Uh, that's a great project. We have we have bins full of photos. So if you could come over, Nick, and just start scanning those in for us, <laughs> that would be super helpful. I mean, as our financial advisor, and maybe that's something you could do. I don't know. Maybe you get a staff person there. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, that's something we do have to do, though. And you know, and we also tend to hang on to old bills and bank statements. I'm trying. We're, my wife and I are trying to be better about that as well. Well, yeah, it's very, very common for uh, many people to keep those important financial documents, but, you know, they can be scanned and securely stored digitally. Um, And your bank statements are often, you know, easily accessible on your bank's website, which means you probably don't need to hold on to them. Um, We use a a very nice system with our clients that we offer for a free service called the Generational Vault, where they have the ability to upload any important financial documents as kind of a secure safe haven for those. And so we, um, you know, we are big fans of going digital uh, when it comes to those specific types of, uh, of documents for sure. Sure. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, that's important. Now we should probably take a quick break here. Is there anything else you want to add before we do? Well, sure, Tony, as always listeners, please visit our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com or feel free to give us a call at 541-773-9567 to discuss any of the topics that we talk about the show or on the show on a regular basis or any way that we might be able to help you on your path to retirement. We are here to help. All right. Sounds great, Nick. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Jones Financial Talk and our host, Nick Jones, right after this. In today's volatile environment, making sure your assets are properly aligned with your financial goals has never been more important. Money can go up or down in value, and it may pose a risk if it isn't properly managed to serve a specific purpose in a comprehensive plan. 
If you've ever thought that maybe too much of your assets were exposed to market risk, you owe it to yourself and your retirement to check out the Color of Money Risk Analysis. The first step is getting your assets aligned with your goals. At Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, we use the simple 11-question survey to help gain insight into your financial profile. Armed with your score, we can help you make decisions about your asset allocation in retirement. To learn more about this valuable self-assessment, visit us at jonesfinancialtalk.com or call us today at 541-773-9567. Well, welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. My name is Nick Jones from Jones & Associates. Listeners, if you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, please give us a call at 541-773-9567 or visit us on our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. And remember, please click on the radio page and subscribe to our program on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Now, listeners, during the show today, we've been looking at the importance of simplifying your life to enjoy your retirement by ditching some of that extra stuff. Yeah. Well, and it's been a good one, uh, but let's keep unpacking it, right? I mean, what do you have for us now? <laughs> well, the, the the next thing I would tell you to think through is, you know, actually trashing your actual trash. I mean, <laughs> it's, a, it's a great early step that can make the upcoming larger tasks feel less daunting. I mean, walk around the house and empty your trash baskets, take your recyclables to the correct bin, shred that mountain of paper that you've been meaning to get to, um, it may sound like a very, very simple thing, but it's just a great way to get started to kind of clean everything up first, I would say. Yep. I think that's really good. And I, I think it's uh, it's fantastic. To, that's a great idea. And, you know, this decluttering show, I love this. Uh, I've got a good one here. Tupperware lids. How about those? <laughs> I mean, we have a cabinet that's full of them and uh, they just uh, they flow out like a plastic mudslide every time you open the cabinet. And uh, you know, I, I, they don't, we have Tupperware lids that don't fit any bowls we have. So I don't know why we have the lids. We have bowls with no lids. So once in a while, it's fun to just throw all the bowls and lids away and start fresh. It feels so good to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I would assume that many of our listeners are in, are in the same boat that you are right now as they think about their own Tupperware collections for sure. And, you know, Getting rid of extras is another way to simplify your life to enjoy retirement. And I call this one the baseball card theory. I mean, think about this, Tony. You know, when we were kids, we had, you know, multiple baseball cards of the same player. And we were looking to trade uh, trade those to a couple of our buddies. But as an adult, it's easy to end up with duplicates that you just can't trade. And so maybe you have a second George Foreman grill because your mother-in-law <laughs> gifted it to you, you know, two straight Christmases in a row. Um, maybe it's two weed whackers or two lawn bowling sets. I mean, whatever it is, it's, it's likely not worth keeping the duplicate. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I mean, uh, getting rid of a second George Foreman grill also reduces your chances of stepping on one of them when it's <laughs> hot and ending up with an injured foot like Michael Scott in the office. Uh, if anybody remembers that episode, right? Oh yeah. The George Foreman grill based foot injuries are nothing to laugh at <laughs> unless you're watching, unless you're watching the office for sure. Right. <laughs> um, 
you know, Tony, next you should prioritize getting rid of some stuff that you just don't use. And this can be very tricky because when you bought the item that you're not using, um, you probably had some good intentions of how you were going to use it. Um, or perhaps used it for a while before you ended up just putting it on the shelf. And so you may also be worried that while you don't need it right now, you're going to need it later. Um, but whatever the reason, just take a breath and let it go. I mean, if you need to talk yourself into keeping something, guess what? You probably don't need it. <laughs> right. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that's true. If you have to, <laughs> that's true. I think we could get rid of a lot of stuff and feel better about it. We, uh, rather than hanging on to it and, you know, how many would be jugglers and unicyclists have dusty bowling pins and flat tired unicycles <laughs> sitting around the garage? Well, <laughs> Maybe not many, but, uh, or the easel you bought online when you thought you were going to be a painter, <laughs> probably up in your attic unused things like that. Right. I mean, um, honestly, I mean, the abandoned hobbies that many people have are yeah. a main reason why many of us have too much stuff. I mean, the scuba gear, the golf clubs, the telescopes, the woodworking equipment, I mean, and everything in between. I mean, there is just no harm in trying different hobbies during your life, but there is harm in hanging on to all of that stuff that you needed at one point, but you don't need anymore. And so, you know, the gear that you use for those hobbies may be an opportunity to put some money back in your pocket. And there are people out there who want to try the same things that you have, but prefer to start with gently used equipment. And so take that as an opportunity to sell some of that stuff. Yep. Get it sold. Uh, I like that. Good advice. And, uh, you know, a close have to be something that uh, you're thinking about here that we can downsize. I mean, you know, I could get rid of that beautiful powder blue suit with the huge lapels that I've been saving for years. Uh, maybe hoping, blue. hoping it comes back into style. <laughs> but uh, yeah, shock of shocks, it's never going to. So, you know, it ended up at Goodwill. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I didn't receive a single offer for it on eBay. So then it has to go to Goodwill. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now, getting rid of things that are past their expiration date is another way to quickly quickly declutter. I mean, makeup prescriptions, over-the-counter medications, and batteries are all things that many of us leave sitting around, you know, in our drawers and cupboards long after they're useful. Uh, you've been talking about how we can simplify our lives to better enjoy our retirement. Uh, by getting rid of stuff that we don't need. And I think that's great advice for anybody, but especially if you're getting ready to retire or are already in retirement, it's even imp more imperative that you do just that. And, uh, you know, don't leave all that junk for, you know, your kids to have to worry about after you're gone um, because they don't want to. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me, mom and dad. Uh, anyway, um, what do you have for us next? Well, yeah, Tony, let's stick with the decluttering theme, but just shift gears uh, slightly here. Now, you know, while chatting with clients through the years, I've heard some of them mention that they intend to leave some, you know, sentimental, important items to their children and grandchildren. But here's the thing, like you mentioned, Tony, I mean, their children and grandchildren just probably don't want any of it. I right. Mean, <laughs> you know, my, my, parents, they visit, <laughs> my parents visit Mexico all the time. And I swear my mom brings a new rug back from Mexico every single oh. time. She's got hundreds of them. And I mean, 
I love her, but I really don't want a hundred rugs, you know, um, to have to figure out when, when, when she's done using them, you know? And so, um, it brings up the point, right. That, um, while the loved ones that you leave behind will likely want to honor your wishes, um, they're going to be grateful for what you leave them, but they likely don't want, you know, your China hutch or your collection of antique thimbles or mom's Mexican rugs, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. Uh, mom's Mexican rugs. Uh, those are words I never thought I'd hear you say, but that's awesome. (laughs) That's awesome, Nick. Well, and you know, in, in the last handful of years, I've seen a lot of articles out there talking about how this is becoming an area of contention in some families. I mean, grandma wants to give her 19th century drop down desk to her granddaughter, but her granddaughter wants the desk is about as much as she wants a toothache. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, that that is so common. You are exactly right. And, you know, it's a it's a great example of how important it is for older folks to talk to their families about matters before anyone's feelings can be hurt. And so, you know, one of the next things that I wanted to explain was that you may think that your kids or grandchildren want your house, but they might not want that either. And so, you know, think about the scenario where if you have four or five kids, Um, You might think that it makes sense to leave them your home after you pass away, but you may be inadvertently creating uh, some bitterness and some issues because, you know, all four or five of those kids and their families, um, you know, can't enjoy the home at the same time um, and they will need to come up with a, a sharing schedule. And so what happens if, you know, all of those families want to use the home at the same time, but there's only room for maybe one or two of them at, at once. And, you know, it, it, it can obviously be an issue if one family member utilizes um, that home that you're going to leave to all of the kids more often than others, but still expects everyone to still pitch in and share, you know, equal costs of the taxes and the upkeep expenses equally. And so, you know, I, I just mention this a lot to our clients because you just might want to dodge this bullet if one or more of your kids are, are happy to buy the others out. Um, but if it comes down to uh, the fact that all of your loved ones, you know, just don't really want to share the home that you've left them, um, then you're really just rolling the dice on how this is going to work out and what, uh, you know, issues you might be creating as a result of that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good point. I mean, in my own experience, when somebody leaves a primary residence to their loved ones, it's often with the expectation that it'll be sold. But then you have things like a lake cabin or a vacation home, and they often leave it to loved ones thinking, oh, they're going to continue it to, you know, they're, they're going to continue enjoying that for years to come, right? Well, and that, that is exactly correct, um, you know, Tony, but this scenario still presents some serious challenges because, you know, if you're entering your later years and you have fond memories of spending holidays and special moments at the family cabin with your kids and grandkids, it's only natural to want that home to stay in the family, but it's really not always possible because, you know, you know, leaving a vacation home to your kids and grandkids means that they're going to have to pay the taxes, the upkeep, repairs, and any surprise expenses that could be there. And so before making a final decision, be sure that your heirs can handle those costs, first of all. And this is another area where an open conversation is just completely essential. If you offer your vacation home to your loved ones and they decide that it's not something that they can handle, then you may initially be disappointed, but 
After more thought, you may realize that selling could provide a nice infusion of cash um, that makes your retirement more comfortable that you're able to use, you know, um, before before just passing it on to your heirs. Yeah, yeah, good point. And, you know, that's even with that sentimental attachment to the lake cabin or vacation home, your loved ones would probably be thrilled if you use the proceeds from a sale to fund a more stable retirement for yourself, if that's what it takes. So I think that's a good point. You have to weigh your personal situation. Every situation is going to be different, of course. What do you have for us next, Nick? Yeah, well, while it's less likely that your loved ones, you know, are going to quibble um, if you want to leave them your vacation home, it's it's possible that um, they won't be interested in your collection, no matter how much it means to you. And so, you know, many of us have something that we collect, uh, baseball cards, comic books, decorative plates, model trains, um, oil paintings of clowns, you know, I mean, the list just goes on and <laughs> well, on. We Those know look- Herstel has his uh, collection <laughs> of uh, clown oil paintings. Definitely. Definitely. He loves, he loves those paintings, you know, Um, but (laughs) for the collector, you know, the collection brings joy, right? And it's fun to track down your next purchase and, and thumble through uh, organizing your, your collection. When you like those things, you know, it it can be relaxing for you, but you know, if if you have a kid or a grandkid who, who loves trains as much as you do, then there you go. Your problem is solved. But if you don't, I mean, you'd better get ready to sell it for sure. Yeah, that's true. And I'm, I'm guilty. I have a huge uh, collection of music, albums and CDs, vinyl yeah. and CDs. And so, you know, I, I don't know that my f- kids or wife are, are going to care about it <laughs> after I'm gone. So that is something to consider. And, you know, when baseball cards were still extremely valuable, it, it would have been, it wouldn't have been hard to find some takers, but now, uh, most of them are a little more than polished cardboard and, the you know, the family China is clearly another item that fewer kids and grandkids want. And, uh, price is just even on really old collectible plates. People aren't getting that much for them. So, uh, these things aren't valuable to others like they are to you. When, when my wife and I got married, you know, 15, 16 years ago, we, uh, we inherited the, the family China as well. And, um, oh. It just traveled with us from house to house and never got used, you know, because I mean, Tony, the truth is that eating habits have just changed drastically in the last couple of decades. Right. And so, I mean, people don't eat as formally as they once did, which means fewer people have much less use for China, uh, no matter how beautiful it is. I mean, uh, even at Thanksgiving or Christmas, uh, when you're having dinner, you're more likely to just see disposable plates and forks than you are to see fancy China. And so, you know, if, if you have a loved one who you would um, enjoy using um, your and displaying your china, then that's great. But if you don't, you may want to look at selling your collection. Yeah, true. Good point. Well, I think this has been a great conversation, Nick, but we're out of time. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Well, yeah, Tony, thank you. I mean, if, if you'd like to, to hear more information about what we've discussed today, listeners, I just encourage you to visit our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. Or feel free to give us a call at 541-773-9567. We are here to help in any way possible and discuss anything about retirement or your your insurance uh, needs. So thank you so much. All right. And that does it for today's episode of Jones Financial Talk with our host, Nick Jones. Thank you for listening to Jones Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. 
For more information, please contact Nick Jones at Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Call 541-773-9567 or visit their website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, a registered investment advisor in the state of Oregon. Insurance products and services are offered through Jones & Associates Premier Insurance Solutions. Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions and Jones & Associates Premier Insurance Solutions are affiliated companies. Nick Jones, Herstel Jones, and Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.